I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. We're heading over to Europe today to start a conversation with Mr. Marco Ferena, a new MVP and founder and CEO of a company, Logico, specializing in dynamics when it comes to AI as well as other kind of leading technologies. Uh, he's Italian uh, but lives in Switzerland uh, and it's going to be uh, a great conversation. Just note there's a bit of echo uh, on this uh, recording. I'm sorry about that and uh, I couldn't uh, kind of fix it as good as I would like. If you have any questions that you want me to ask uh, the various MVPs that I have on the show, please message me on either LinkedIn or Twitter. Full show notes can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 44. Now let's get on with the show. Hey Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you. Mate, it's good to have you on here. You're uh, our only MVP from Switzerland, is that right? <laughs> no, I'm not the only one, but uh, we are just few in Switzerland, and uh, it's uh, good for me. Consider that I'm from Italy because uh, I, I traveled to Switzerland more or less uh, eight years ago, so I should be an Italian MVP, but uh, immigrating in Switzerland now. Right, okay, so that's what I was trying to work out because your education was all in Milan, is that right? Yeah, it's in Milan from Politecnico di Milano for uh, computer science and then later on MBA as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, so I take it then you're a native Italian speaker rather than um, one of the, is there three Swiss, Swiss languages? Is that right? Yes. For me, Deutsch is very hard to understand. More better is French for sure, and uh, Italian is my native language. So, but you know, in Ticino where I live, um, most of people speak Italian. So it's like yes, it's like uh, to be in Italy for me. Just uh, I'm very close to the border, just ten kilometers. So for me, it's like Italy here. Right, right, right. So that's what I found interesting. When I looked up your location on the map, last year I was in Lake Como, and you're pretty close to Lake Como, right? Yeah, I consider that from my home, from the terrace of my home, I can see Como Lake. And this is very strange because I'm in Switzerland, but uh, I'm lucky about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stayed in Bellagio on the lake, and man, oh, it's one amazing. of my favorite places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take a boat from, uh, you know, just five kilometers away from my home and I can take the boat and 10 minutes I can be in Bellagio. That is amazing. Mm, yeah, so true. Incredible. So you've, you're a recent MVP. I think you've been an MVP about two years. Tell us a bit about how you ended up becoming an MVP and what was your journey and why, what, what, what's your focus with Dynamics? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the, the story of MVP uh, started a long years ago when I was uh, in uh, where I was studying computer science in Politecnico, and uh, you know during my study, our uh, professor asked us to study about Java, not .NET, 
and .NET was the beginning, version 1.0. And I was introduced to uh, .NET by my mentor and tutor for a thesis. And I started to study .NET and Microsoft environment and so on. And I was very attracted by MVP at this time because they were the only people able to answer to my question about the, my thesis and so on. In particular, there were uh, an MVP uh, named David Jackney, I think, that uh, was an application development. And then uh, I started to inform uh, what I have to do to become an MVP because at this stage, uh, for me, um, was an MVP um, were, were like like none, you know. Uh, so I started to contribute in uh, some website and so on, but. Uh, I decided to translate from uh, you know, application development to dynamics when I met uh, Giorgio Garcia Vera, uh, that is an MVP from Italy, and it's uh, it's my friend as well. Yeah, sure. And yeah, yeah. And we worked together on a project on Dynamics 365. I was in charge of uh, an integration between uh, Dynamics 365 and Exchange. And I think that this part of code and these uh, tools were. It was very appreciated by the community, and uh, at this stage, they started to follow me and to suggest me as an MVP. It's uh, I think I'm speaking about it. I think uh, yes, two or three years ago, I started to have we founded the uh, XRU.net, it's a European community for Dynamics 365, and I wrote uh, a lot of articles here. And I started to go to conference like speaker, you know. And I received the award two uh, years ago. Uh, I was very happy because uh, for me it's a very, very great achievement. And that's, yeah, I started to meet people like you and other MVP. And the last time, uh, last year was my first uh, time in uh, Redmond. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to meet amazing people. Excellent, excellent. So, if you're not doing work-related stuff, what do you do for uh, you know for uh, hobbies and/or sports, that type of thing? Uh, what do you mean, particular? Um, are you into diving and flying drones? This is uh, my hobby, but considered that at the beginning of this year, I started a new name global. So, I am very, very short time for. A hobby and for my family as well because you know when you start a new co you have to be fully dedicated to this activity but i love tennis i love diving for sure and i love to yeah so so just just tell us a bit about your diving i've got my open water ticket what what have, what have you done on the diving side of things how many dives Where, where's your favorite dive location yeah i started in Maldives, i think uh, eight years ago with, uh, you know, basic level, uh, 18 uh, meters deep. But then, yes, but uh, uh, then I increased my level to 30 meters. And uh, three years ago, the last step is uh, 40 meters. That is, uh, yeah, it's a massive deep dive. And uh, I get, uh, I get an achievement as well for uh, nitrox that uh, is specific uh, combination between uh, oxygen and other company. Yeah. So I think that for recreative uh, 
you know, recreative is the not professional level, but recreative I reached the maximum level. And I think that the best place uh, is uh, Charm, Charm and Shade. I prefer Charm to Maldives. It seems strange, but uh, I don't know why. Probably it's just uh, uh, lucky that I was able to see some kind of uh, fish that uh, I didn't uh, see in Maldives. So if I have to choose a place, I will uh, choose uh, Shamishi. Oh, okay. So um, and with some of the things when I was doing a bit of research on you, you do you like to fly uh, like quadcopters, DJI, drone, or something like this? But you know, like, uh, you know, drone, something like this. Yeah, with a camera on it, you know, and you fly it. Yeah, but I've never. Oh, you've never flown one? No. Oh, I saw some footage on uh, one of your sites, and I thought perhaps you were the one that was flying the drone. Ta- <laughs> okay. Take, taking photos and stuff with it. And what do you mean? No, I don't know that it was on your work site. It might have been on Facebook or something like this. Ah, yeah, I, I, but I can't from, remember. Yeah, this is a drone. It's not what, yeah, but it was just uh, for my friend that, uh, ah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, but, but it's, it's amazing this kind of drone because you know, uh, you can, um, uh, they have a, a distance of uh, two kilometers, so you, yeah, 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 and uh, but just uh, 15 minutes of. Uh, battery duration so very sure but it's amazing the uh, distance that they can reach and uh, the speed that they can reach because uh, you can uh, reach something like uh, 70 uh, kilometers per hour and uh, I assure you that it's not easy to drive uh, <laughs> this kind of uh, stuff <laughs> but they are amazing on the quality as well of uh, the image and, and the video because it's a 4k yeah uh, I was looking at your uh, website and I noticed that you're doing a lot with artificial intelligence and AI and um, and you, you have a quote on there that says artificial intelligence is the new electricity. You know, nowadays artificial intelligence is uh, everywhere. A lot of people speak about artificial intelligence and when uh, we started on Lowell we decided that uh, artificial intelligence has to be one of the main drivers inside our company. That's why we decided to introduce some local very skilled people from artificial intelligence and for sure you have to uh, introduce mathematicians because uh, behind artificial intelligence there is very, very deep mathematicians and um, we are working on different areas starting from uh, chatbot but uh, we are organized to, to help develop uh, a chatbot able to follow you in the contents, in the contents of the, you know, the conversation. And uh, the amazing thing is that the uh, chatbot is able to remember about you. So when you try to speak with the chatbot, in our case, the name is Anna, uh, you can uh, say something to the chatbot, for example, remember that uh, I love these kinds of things. And then you can connect later after one week, one month, and the chatbot is remember your uh, interaction and uh, is able to learn from you. So uh, the same chatbot speak in different way based on the person that is in front of uh, I in front of her. I, I like to call her because uh, for me it's Anna. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's interesting because you know um i have things like um a google home and elixir and things like this and and one of the things i find that they're just they're not intelligent enough you know i wish they i wish i could give them a lot of information to remember about me so you know, I, I've got, you know, 10 years of email, I've got um, file systems, digital file systems full of everything I've done for, uh, uh, you know, over 10 years. I've got um, a massive amount of data um, about every part of my life, and I would just love to feed it all into that system and then and then have an, the intelligence run across it and them know exactly, you know, a digital twin of me but uh, that's private. It only works on my behalf, not on, on behalf of any other company. So how how, how far away do we, you think um, AI is going to be there? The best approach for artificial intelligence is when you have to analyze a huge amount of data, for sure, uh, and to get correlation between data, because, you know, um, nowadays we have a lot of information. We generate uh, more data in the last five years than in the history of the map of the humanity, yeah, but uh, a lot of information are, are hidden inside of this data. You know, they are just simple data, but there, there are information inside, and the artificial intelligence is able to uh, evaluate all the correlation between uh, this uh, data and uh, to take off some relevant information. And, uh, you know, I think that the chatbot is uh, just an interface for artificial intelligence. I don't want to focus on chatbot when I'm speaking about artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence is much more. It's a game changer in our life because we have the opportunity to leverage the data that we have collected for a lot of years in the past. You know. So when an organization comes to you and says, listen, we're interested in exploring the whole area of AI, what, what's the type of journey that you take them on to kind of understand their data and then decide what you're going to do from an AI perspective with them? This is a very good question. Uh, at the beginning, uh, we have to speak. This is the main the, um, a question that we often uh, ask to, to our customer. And the first one is, uh, tell me about uh, your issue the issue that you have in your company. So this is the, the starting point because uh, we have to solve some issue at the beginning. So mainly they can uh, tell us about uh, production issue, you know, finance issue and uh, other things. And uh, we can say, okay, we can try to approach these issues at the beginning. And for sure then we can... Uh, um, you can focus on uh, uh, different topics inside your organization, but before we have to solve this issue. And that's most important, not for me, like a supplier of artificial intelligence, because I, I know that uh, I have to drive an holistic and strategic view of artificial intelligence inside your company. It's just for you as a customer. You need to have a an action that uh, that has an impact on or on your organization soon. So that's why I'm asking you about uh, an issue because I can uh, demonstrate to you that artificial intelligence is able to solve an issue, 
and these and these actions generate trust on me and on artificial intelligence. And the second step, I can start and can uh, try to apply artificial intelligence in a, a strategic way inside your organization. Okay, you know when you apply artificial intelligence in strategic uh, in a strategic way in your organization, you, you don't usually have an impact on short term, but in a, in the medium term, maybe some you know maybe well you you can have the effect on two years on something like this, and uh, this is not very good for the first approach to a customer, you know. Uh, you give me money, but you have the result in two years. So in, in, in a topic that is no, you know, it's a cutting edge. So it's, it's very hard for a customer to trust you. So I prefer to, to start from give me a problem. I can demonstrate uh, soon uh, that I can solve the problem, this specific to- problem with uh, artificial intelligence. Then when I have trust, I can really apply artificial intelligence in your organization. So, wow. So and just when it comes to the data side of that, do you have a requirement to have a large data set to really start um, getting intelligence right? Yeah, because nowadays there are a lot of tools and framework that are, that are help you to train your artificial intelligence model without the company data. It means that you are able to, uh, to, to learn and to to teach your system with data that are in different locations. There are some companies that provide you just uh, a lot of quantity of data for uh, training your system, and then you can uh, take your system and uh, plug in inside the company without asking the company to provide you a lot of data that probably they uh, don't have because they uh, have never seen to do uh, implement an IT system based on data. I mean, they, they don't have a, a, a data warehouse, they don't have standardized data, they, have, they probably have a mess in terms of data inside the company. This is my experience. So that's why it's very important to have the possibility to learn and to teach the system outside the organization. So where do, where do you see the the integration between business applications or dynamics and and AI coming into play? Yes, we are working on it. We are working in uh, some specific module, uh, some specific plugin for uh, artificial intelligence, uh, and uh, I know you know. Uh, Cortana should be an example of uh, artificial intelligence applied to Dynamics 365. Now the project is uh, on hold, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are working on uh, artificial intelligence plugin specific for uh, each uh, company and uh, based on obviously on Dynamics 365 for sales, for uh, field service, for finance operation. Okay, so what's what are you using on the back end? Then are you doing that all in Azure, or are you have you explored things like what Google have with DeepMind, or what what are your thoughts there? So mainly we are uh, building all our framework and plugin on uh, Azure, but we have just for some things uh, some specific action we are based on uh, you know TensorFlow from Google, but uh, I I think that. 
Azure is a very, very good platform to leverage artificial intelligence because it's very intuitive and you, they, it gives you the possibility to start from a, a framework so you, you have not to start from scratch. But from some specific stuff, we have to use uh, TensorFlow. With your job, are you traveling a lot for work? Or does it keep you pretty much um, you know, located in your... You're there, where your offices, or are you out and about a lot? And what type of markets do you serve? Are you just in Switzerland or Italy or all over? Um, I think that I'm always on the plane. I'm arranging my bed to live all around, all around Europe for now. Yes, I was in Zurich and going to Geneva, Lisbona, Barcelona, Madrid, Croatia. So Amsterdam. The business plan for uh, this year and next year is mainly uh, main Italy and Switzerland, but uh, I, we have already approached a country like uh, UK and we started the project in the uh, United States, uh, one hour um, away from New York. Uh, yes, the beginning of this month. So we are growing very fast. Wow, that's very good. That's very good. And kind of... How are these um, organizations, particularly the, the ones quite a, quite a distance away from you, like the one in um, the US, how are they finding you? How are you getting the word out there and they're discovering you? The title of MVP, for sure, uh, yes, in terms of dynamics, but uh, for artificial intelligence, I think that uh, the market is appreciating uh, our work because in some cases, uh, uh, some company after a vendor selection uh, based on a big, huge company like IBM, they tested IBM, Watson and other big competitors, but uh, they they choose us. I think that because we are, you know, flexible, agile, uh, we can supply exactly the requirements. So for sure, for artificial intelligence at this stage, we are approaching just a multinational or big company because, you know, uh, the pricing is uh, much more than uh, you know, I dynamics 365 project, something like this. So, for artificial intelligence, our target now is a big company. So, how have you found you know becoming an MVP affected your career? H- has it had any effect or not at all? Yeah, I think I think I think the two most uh, important things in uh, my career uh, has been. Uh, MVP title and MBA as well, because uh, as an MVP, I can uh, enforce and demonstrate my technical knowledge, but uh, with an MBA degree, I can uh, in, uh, can trust and demonstrate my uh, ability to drive business, and they are completely different, you know, because, uh, yes, one, one, one thing is... Uh, technical aspect and one thing is to drive a company into the business. They are completely different. I think that the market is appreciating this, this uh, uh, capability. So, Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So the two things, the MVP and the and so your strong technical background as well as your MBA has kind of allowed you to really launch your, your, your business effectively. We're, we're drawing to uh, our time here, and I've just got a couple of quick-fire questions. What's, your, what's the best purchase you've made under $100? I think the Fitbit, you know, the Fitbit, the, yeah, 
is a little bit under 100 or but it's very good because it's, more, it's able to monitor my sleep and uh, I was sleeping uh, very very few hours last time so it can uh, give me just uh, the quality of the, the sleep you know nice nice <laughs> another one here how do you define success oh uh, I think that success is uh, the ability to uh, to do in your life what you really love nice because if Yes, I think this is the success. And because if you do what you really do, you really love, and uh, you are passionate about uh, the things that uh, you usually do in your life, then you can reach uh, other uh, goals like money, like other stuff. But uh, at the base, uh, you have to do what you really love in your life. This is the yes. So actually, just one one thing that popped into my mind is why did you choose to set up your business in Switzerland rather than Italy? Uh, consider that uh, I worked in Switzerland before to start my company, so I can appreciate the um, the environment that is a little bit different from Italy. Uh, in Switzerland, is all uh, all uh, business is uh, efficient. You have uh, no bureaucracy. You can start a company in one week. The yeah, yeah. So they are very, very uh, business driven. You know. It's funny because all the, all the Dynamics MVPs that I'm aware of, bar one, and that was a former MVP in the, in the Dynamics space, that are Italian, have all they're either working for companies outside Italy or they their company does most of their business outside Italy. It's a good question. I don't know. It's strange, I, because you know, Switzerland is very strange because uh, mainly, as you say, that there are three areas. French, German, and uh, Italy, and uh, you know, the most of the business is uh, on the German and the French as well. In, yes, Zurich and Geneva, and uh, I'm working very well with people. Uh, and uh, another MVP was uh, Stefano Tempesta, that is based on uh, Zurich. Italy is still my favorite country in the world. Uh, I've been to a few. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and particularly, you know, Bellagio, Lake Como. I, I want to go back there some more. I love that place. Tell me when you will be in Como, I think. Yes. Yeah. And we'll see. Hey, Marco, it's been great chatting with you. If people want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Yes, you can contact me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Marco Farina, my name. You can find it. You can write me on my email, marco.farina at level.com. Uh, I have uh, also Twitter, but I don't use it uh, very often. It's a Farina Marco, I think, the opposite. Hey, full show notes can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 44. Thanks for listening and see you next week.